Welcome to About the Winelands. In this show, we'll be chatting to leaders, influencers, wine producers, restaurants, winelands businesses, and other role players. Tune in every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday for our latest episodes. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Good day, everyone. Today I'm talking for the second time to Patrick Robertson of the Fishwives Club. Hi, Patrick, and welcome back to About the Winelands. Hi, well, thank you very much for having me on again. Well, it's interesting having you on. You know, you're the first person that I've actually um, interviewed for the second time. Um, but for viewers who haven't heard your story, can you just give us a short summary of, you know, what the Fishwives Club is and um, also um, how you started the company? Well, the the, the, those who are interested in this unusual story can um, can see the can read about it on the on the website. It's, it's there's a, there's a story there, um, but um, to try and keep it as short as possible, my my old life ended in 2012 in in Johannesburg, where I for for almost 30 years I was in advertising, and um, I had uh, had built one or two agencies as well. And um, my life there and my whole career uh, at my late, uh, early 40s um, sort of came crashing down. And my, I had a, my business partner was also my, my life partner. And she was, she was my MD of, my, uh, of our agency. And so all the things that transpired made, meant that uh, I literally, when, when, when that came crashing down, I, I was left with nothing and I had to start again with nothing and I, and I knew that it was time to leave advertising. I'd done my time there and I had no idea what to do. And it was, it was a very scary moment because you, you don't have anyone to turn to. You don't have a huge amount of money left uh, and, and you, you, you don't know what, you know, where you're next, uh, how you're going to pay your, your rent next month. And um, to cut a long story short, um, I actually uh, went to a psychic fair in Joburg before I'd come down and I, I, I happened to go and see two two psychics. One threw crystals and 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 stones and whatnot, and the other one read cards, read tarot cards, and both independently had mentioned that I would I would have a career in in wine and that it would become a, a, a sort of a global phenomenon. And I went, you know what? I'm only interested in drinking wine. I'm not interested in selling it. And I thought they were completely crazy. But that, that sort of came to pass, uh, eerily enough. And, and, and the long story short, um, I managed to get a start uh, uh, with, a, with, a, with a, a brand, with a picture of a lady on a fish. And I was just driven, completely obsessed with, with knowing that this was something I needed to follow. And um, things fell into place. Uh, but it was a long ride. It was, it was now going on seven years of one, one person building a brand in, a, in an industry that's very, very um, uh, competitive. And there's, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of wine brands globally. How do you stand out? And then how, how do you do it with one guy who doesn't know anything about the wine industry? It's, it's crazy, but you know, I've been blessed to even still be going and I'm building slowly but surely. And now we export to um, 10 countries and, and the brand is growing and it's a very exciting time. Oh, that's amazing, Patrick. Um, um, uh, great story. 
So, I mean, you also have a lot of exciting new things happening at the moment. And one of the places where things are happening a lot is in Belgium. Can you tell us about how the, you know, the Fishwash Club is, is growing in Belgium and also, you know, um, in other countries? Uh, I was very fortunate in that um, I think a lot of the, the marketing I did uh, for the brand online, um, it sort of landed up on Pinterest and it landed up on YouTube or it landed up uh, just online existing some of the, the ads and campaigns that I'd done and put together and my first international client was actually the uh, the, the Netherlands um, my, my my brand was seen on Pinterest by um, a, a very important buyer for a, a top importer in, in the Netherlands and she got hold of me and that's how the Netherlands started soon after that uh, Germany came across it um, one of the importers in Germany and and as you know the Netherlands also has uh, Luxembourg and uh, Belgium in, in, in it it's not so there, there's actually almost three three countries in one and um, I, I, I assume that they've seen that see my brand at some restaurants and what have you um, in the Netherlands and um, a Belgium importer called Carpvain Deleu, um, Peter Deleu uh, approached me at Cape Wine. I'd never been to any international shows. I didn't have any money to go. Only only the real big players can can go to these big shows. They're very expensive to to attend. And so my only show that I'd ever been to in, in a wine show was the, was Cape Wine, which is what happens every three or four years. And um, Lars Mark, who gave me uh, my first opportunity to start um, uh, from Baden for Wachting, said, attend, attend that one. It's the biggest international show you can go to uh, as far as being local and uh, not having to get on a plane. And that's where I met uh, and They came past my stand and um, loved the brand and had known about it. And he said, look, I definitely want to import your brand. Um, and that was Peter de Leeu. And that's how we got into Belgium. And Belgium is just rocketed they've they've the it's become a for the netherlands and particularly belgium now uh it's become a bit of a cult brand um there it's really really well known well it's interesting you know i've seen um, um some of your guys that are selling the brand is is in uh, uh you know it seems to be like a summertime brand in um in the beach areas there of west end uh, and those long belgian beaches um, are there restaurants and stuff like that selling your brand, or how does it? How does it? You know, how is it actually selling? Um, my importer, Cafe Deli, have uh, various uh, sales channels and 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 people that uh, rep for them and um, work alongside them um, that uh, bring the brand to the far reaches of of Belgium. And one of them is the is the, the beach, the, the coastal side. And there's lots of seafood restaurants. The Netherlands and uh, Belgium very very uh, well known for their fresh seafood and all the different delectable seafood delicacies and I think that that's one of the reasons why the Fish Wilds Club has done so well there is because it, it just has a natural affinity with seafood it's fantastic with seafood and obviously the, the picture and the, the name lends itself to that and so the seafood restaurants they quickly saw the opportunity here and to 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 Put forward the Fishwives Club to pair with their their fish dishes. And I think that's a real, um, a real positive uh, energy that follows the brand. So, um, uh, Patrick, what is the demographic of your typical European customer? You know, what does he or she look like? 
Uh, it's an interesting question, Will, because the it's primarily a female brand. Um, women in particular um, have really, um, uh, how can I put it, um, seen affinity with this brand. And it's 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 quite it's it's got quite an uncouth name, the Fish Wilds Club. But the 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 the, the illustration of the lady on the fish is, is, is very glamorous and, and very beautiful and very detailed. And it's, it's, it's got a lot of beauty in it. And, and I think that the attention to detail, the copy on the back, that's really considered when you, when you read it. Um, the whole packaging of the brand and the wine itself meets, seems to meet the, the, the taste profile uh, that, um, that women enjoy. And that's really been mostly uh, the market and and anywhere from the millennials all the way through to um, 40 50 plus um, that's the, the 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 market is quite wide in that in that respect from an age group uh, um, demographic uh, and target market so definitely definitely female and definitely um, uh, appeals to the millennials as well which is which I think is very very important in this day and age Wine brands need to um, really be uh, relevant, I think, and, and appeal to the younger market. The, the, the younger market is looking for something fresh and exciting. Um, and the, the, old, the old family traditional making from wine making and hundred year old vines and all that, they love these stories, but they're not appealing to you and, and the, the new generations of wine drinker. And I think we need, to, we need to innovate and we need to do fresh things and we need to be exciting. And wine can be very, very exciting. It doesn't have to be conservative and boring. And I think that that is why this brand is finding favor so quickly and growing quickly in the markets it goes into. That's interesting. What is the um, price point of your wine? Where does it fall on the price scale? In Europe, we're looking at anywhere between uh, eight, 858 and 895 euro a bottle. Um, you can find it roughly around that price range um, online uh, generally and that's the that's that seems to be pretty consistent throughout Europe so it's middle of the range right yeah it's, we like to call it entry-level boutique so you get a real good quality okay. wine uh, without the big premium price tag but it's it's not it's not um, it's not bag in a box it's not a low-end wine at all it's uh, it's a handcrafted wine but it's um, it, it's designed to be and blended and made to be uh, accessible Oh, interesting. Patrick, also one of the things that, 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 that um, you know, is very interesting about your business is that you are actually um, assisting your distributors um, um, to actually sell the product. How do you do that? What's important is to, is to um, provide uh, my importers with uh, as much marketing material and as much assistance from that side as possible. Um, and it's important that the brand communication remains consistent no matter which market it goes into no matter who's importing it it needs to have a consistent look and feel and tone of voice and uh, sense of humor and that needs to that needs to be retained and that's why i centralize all the communication and offer the brand um, extensions like like t-shirts like art posters of the brand for restaurant posters um, outdoor signage and all the marketing campaigns online that my my clients and my importers can use just downloading downloading from our unique toolbox which we have we offer all our importers a unique toolbox where they have a wealth of a treasure trove of marketing materials with which to just download at no extra cost to them 
um, and use uh, in their markets and to use uh, offer their clients. And what's important is that we we also through social media target their their um, their buyers and highlight their buyers and make their buyers famous. So if you if you're buying the Fish Wilds Club and you're stocking the Fish Wilds Club, um, we're here to support you and we and, and we want to put you in the spotlight as well as uh, you and your business so that you also gain uh, gain market traction. So wherever the Fish Wilds Club goes, we also want to to spread as much marketing for you as well as uh, as our brand. Well, that's awesome. I think that that is quite unique as well, and and, and it's great that you're doing that. So, um, Patrick, um, back to the uh, just to, uh, um, uh, in terms of your um, international reach, are you planning to grow in any other countries at the moment besides Europe? We look. Yes, we are. In fact, um, we we Europe is growing really nicely, uh, and we have we have now just recently um, started um, exporting to to Canada. So the LCBO in Canada, over there, the government, it's pretty much like the Scandinavian countries, the government owns the, and distributes all the liquor. So they, they control that whole industry. So we're now imported into Canada and we're being supplied uh, throughout the, uh, the LCBOs in Canada. And that's a really great start. And we're also looking very seriously at the United States. We think that this brand will do very, very well there. Um, it's a tough market, but we've got a great brand. And there's the, the ultimate consumer. The ultimate uh, consumer, we think, in the world is, is the American consumers. They understand branding and marketing and advertising, but they, they understand the value of a brand and something that looks great, something that lives up to its name and quality. And they're a tough consumer to, to, um, to uh, entice, but once, once you, you have their loyalty, you have their loyalty. So um, the American market, although tough, is something we think the brand has a, has a great opportunity in America. So we're really looking at um, at spreading our wings in America. So that's what we're focusing on at the moment. And that's amazing. So also the other thing that's happened, obviously with you know the whole lockdown and the coronavirus and everything, things have changed a lot. What is your thoughts on the local market? And um, are you planning to serve the local customers better? Are you planning any, any plans in the local market, in the South African market? It's been a the certainly the the whole pandemic has created a um, a whole new set of challenges and i think out of that a whole new uh, set of opportunities will arise it's going to change the landscape and how things work and how um, uh, how how businesses are oper operated won't operate maybe the same way they'll have to they will have to change and we're now seriously looking at uh, south africa as a as a market it's it's a it's it's run like doorstep. It's our home. It's our home ground, but um, it's also been the most interesting market to to, to get into because it's it's also uh, heavily um, contested by some of the really big names. So we've actually looked at the the local market and said, well, look, given the, given the opportunity, we we need to we've grown now. And we think we we should look at South Africa. And it sounds a bit back to front. You'd think we'd start here, make a success here, and then go overseas. But actually, it worked the other way around. We've become, you know, very, very successful and demanded for a uh, demanded brand in, in Europe, but but here it's been very very sparse on the ground. So we have looked at the local market, and and at the moment we decided to look at it. We had the coronavirus, and so now we we had to climb uh, climb over that hurdle. Um, but we will we will prevail, and we will be looking at a countrywide distribution and availability of the Fish Wells Club 
brand in South Africa, and we are turning our attention to South Africa alongside um, looking at America. Well, that's awesome and exciting for people here that want to, to, to get your brand. So um, you've had a bit of a headache with logistics after the lockdown. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And um, how are you progressing in actually getting your wine out to consumers? Well, the lockdown has created, a, obviously, a, a, a massive backlog of, uh, of stock that now needs to go back, get sent to the markets overseas. So wineries have, have, have been put under the cosh, so to speak. And now with the, the opening up again, they have to now get those orders out as much as possible. So there's a long queue um, and a pecking order in, in, in who gets what when. And so for us, um, our new cup, our new uh, vintages um, are ready. But um, again, we will only receive stock at the end of July, which is not great because we went out with a big special um, expecting the stock earlier. And uh, we've had to apologize profusely to our to all the, the our customers who have ordered to say if they can hang on um apologies for the delay but it will be ready at the end of july but at least we have a date now to 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 aim at and we we can work around we've got a date when we'll get all our stock um, and we'll be able to start feeding the market so you'll be able to get our wines through take a lot and um through various distribution channels and restaurants uh and and uh, off sales in Joburg and in cape town um, but that'll all start from July, um, as well as our new um, canning uh, brand line. Um, our 250 mil cans are absolutely gorgeous, absolutely stunning, and they'll be canned in the first week of August. So that's a new product range we're bringing out for convenience. Fantastic, because it's, it's, it's what I call the perfect pour. So it's a, just a bit more than a glass. It's great. It's a really great product. So I'm going to ask you a little bit more about the cans in a minute. I just want to, to stick to the, 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 the South African local market at the moment. Um, because you have um, actually built this market overseas, um, uh, I assume you haven't really built a, um, a network of distributors in South Africa. Is that something you would consider? And if a distributor is listening to this and they want to do business with you, should they give you a call? Absolutely. I think that, you know, in this business, you, it's a team effort. You, you, you don't, you don't succeed on your own. It's, there's a, there's a route to market and that route to market is very important. Who you work with, who you build long-term relationships with, um, particularly when it comes to distributors, uh, that's a long-term relationship that can really re yield fruit for both, for both parties. So of course we're looking for the right distributors. Um, we have, a. a our, our, our first local distributor in Johannesburg. But of course, you know, reaching everyone in the country, it's important that we have the right fit, the right partner that can offer us what they call walls and wheels, which is really um, uh, no need to reinvent the wheel with, uh, with the distributors. They know all about walls and wheels. But basically for those who consumers out there don't know what that is, it's really just warehousing and the, the delivery of the product to, to the stores and to the homes that, uh, that, uh, and the people ordering it. So we're looking for that kind of potential partner as well. And someone that can offer us a, a countrywide reach would be fantastic. We have a brand that we think will grow really, really well. And um, we, we have the track record to prove our growth. Oh, that's awesome. So you've mentioned the wine in a can, and I mean, that's really exciting. So uh, tell us about it. What, how did this idea come along? And you know, what is, what is wine in a can? It's a disruptive product. The same way um, 
when screw caps came out, you know, winemakers were like, no, we don't want screw caps. That's not how it's done. You know, it's, it's really cheapening the, the, my brand and what have you. But it turns out that screw cap provides a better, uh, a better containment than, um, than let's say cork does in normal closure. So it seems natural to me that cans is really the next uh, evolution. Uh, it's not going to replace bottles. It's just going to be another way to enjoy wine that's convenient. It also offers infinitely recyclable packaging. Um, it, it, its carbon footprint is so much less. It's lighter to, to transport, which means it costs less uh, and burns less fuel in order to get the product there because of its weight. Um, it's something I was working on for about two years, trying to convince uh, uh, my winemaker that this is a good idea. And they all said, look, oh, we've tried it. It, it. it didn't work. And I said, well, my experience in advertising has taught me that it's not about the idea may be brilliant, but if the timing isn't right, then the idea is seem to be dead in the water. And this is not really that, that this is not really true. The, the truth of the matter is every idea needs its time. And it cannot be too soon and it cannot be too late. It needs to be just right. I think the time for cans right now is just right. In a disruptive time, in a time where we need to reinvent ourselves, reinvent our brands and products and how we um, satisfy the consumer, we need to be, we need to be creative and we, we need to be innovative. And I think for me, the, the can product is the right product at the right time. Well, that's, that's very exciting. Uh, when are these um, uh, uh, wine in a can product? When is it going to be launched? We're launching in August. We are canning in the first week of August, and the um, so I would say late August we should be ready to be able to start delivering and start supplying into the supply channel. Okay. Well, I've seen yet you've got a giveaway promotion running on the cans. Um, I think you're giving away uh, a case of 24 cans of Sauvignon Blanc. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, it's a great way to. Um, our, our product and have 24 cans in your fridge and um, it's, it's also um, it's just a nice way to, to get to, to try it without having to buy it and, uh, and it's something that's it, it's, it's a nice giveaway because it's, it's, it's not like I'm to give away cases of wine um, because of, again this product this, the cost associated with, with shipping a case of wine versus cans is very different um, and it's a, and, and you'll be the first to to try this this brand in a can. And I think that they'll become collector's items um, as far as our first canning run. Our very, to have the first lines, uh, first cans off the line, um, my suggestion is don't open them. Just sign them and, and keep them as a, as a keepsake. But yeah, that, that for us is going to be a, a wonderful opportunity. And I think it's a nice pri prize to offer our first, our first virgin brand uh, can wine, canned wine product um, as a prize. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Patrick, now, I mean, this is all exciting and stuff like that, but your grand vision, what is your grand vision for the future of the Fish Wives Club? My goal, my, my, my secret vision and dream for this brand is to make it the most recognizable wine brand in the world. And the reason why I think it's not uh, an, an unattainable goal and vision is the small wine created the champagne that became world famous, and then so did a few others in the, in the locale uh, of champagne. And there's so many wine brands, and so few people can remember any of them. Uh, and I think that one has to believe uh, that you can achieve something. And I think that um, I think that that goal is achievable.
with the right import partners, um, the right distributors, and, and the right partners on the team, I think that this brand can be one of the most recognizable wine brands in the world. Wow, Patrick, that's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, thank you very, very much for coming and talking to us today. I think our listeners will find this very, very interesting. And um, I appreciate you taking the time. We'll put all the links to the, to the can giveaway and to all the other stuff in the description below. And um, yeah, good luck with everything you're doing with the Fish House Club. Thank you for supporting our show. If you would like to get more exposure for your business, please have a look at our sponsorship options. Thanks again for supporting About the Winelands. Please follow us on YouTube and on our social media channels. All details and links are in the description. Thank you.